This is Delicious Matt Bear, and you are listening to Footstuff. Anyone could say they want to be an inventor, and then they just no. Get a you milk have to crate. like buy into it. You like oh, so it's like a pyramid scheme? A, yeah, they send you like a light bulb. Uh, <laughs> they send you, a, a, for inspiration, a, a weed sifter. A handful uh, of bees? Yeah, a, I think Magic you get a beard beans. of bees. You get a, like, or maybe a bracelet of bees. No, I think bees. the beard of bees is the next level up. You get a bracelet of bees or an anklet of bees. <laughs> hey, gang, and welcome to Footstuff Podcast. This is episode six of Blue Blazes. The very six. The very six. The very six. Revenge of the six. We're ostensibly live and recording in Studio Seven, Maybe. just outside of New York State's largest wilderness area. Footstuff <laughs> Podcast brings you stories of adventure, antics, and activism from around the country. My name's Tyler, direct support. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say, Tyler? (laughs) You don't normally laugh this much, Tyler. To my studio left, delicious Matt Bear. Grand juror. Oh, yeah. Look out. Impartial Matt Bear. As always, in Wade's Lounge is Wade Bastion himself. Knob rib. (laughs) I, I threw up a little bit in my mouth when you said that. The man from the hospital, the inimitable Jeremy Utz. Mm. <laughs> that kind of matched the color of your microphone. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Just and, like your shirt. And we're joined today by special guest Magnus the Red. The intern, <laughs> who's finally on time for work. Oh, we thought it would be funny, since you're, you're back in studio, to give us a rundown of the points since you've last been here. Oh, I don't listen to this podcast. You won't get, you won't get credit in college if you can't tell us the points. Not getting full credit. Okay, well, Tyler gets one gold star. Ooh. Wait, how <laughs> many... giving out stars. How many points is a star worth? Jeremy has four Goddamn points. right. <laughs> four points, though. Wait, how many... Wait. Wade gets one sideways thumb. Ooh. Fine with it. And Ma- Matt Bear too. gets an okay. All right, I accept. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I watched a documentary on Prove Netflix it. last night called Losing Sight of Shore, which is Ooh. really good. Um, directed like by... Like Shore is in S-U-R-E? Yes. Really? Yes. You said it's a documentary? It is indeed. It's about the Titanic. Close. So this is actually about the first all-women crew to row across the Pacific Ocean. What? Oh, yeah. Unsupported. You can do that? They did. Yeah, they went from San Francisco all the way to Australia. But let me ask you this now. Now, what kind of a boat do you pick for this? Do you pick like the John boat that's kind of wide? Let me tell you, Or do you pick one of those dress nicely boats that are real long and skinny? I wrote down some some information about their boat. (laughs) It It was named Doris. Doris. Slow Doris? It was named Doris. It was pink. 29 foot long. Holy shit. One ton. One it had ton? Two cabins in the front and the back, each about the size of a small two man tent. 
which they would pretty much live in the entire time they were on there, and with all their supplies, too, because this was an unsupported venture. Yeah, no one um, wanted them to do it. <laughs> yeah, they had solar panels on top of the boat that powered their batteries that ran their GPS, which they used to kind of navigate. Sure. Yep. Did they have is, a sextant? I don't think so, actually. Oh, I think okay. they just what about radio? They that. have a radio? Yes, that was also what and probably the lights powered. too, because you can't have a boat without lights. It's yep. Madly. Were they wearing shoes? The they did have some shoes. Some shoes, like yeah, some amount like, of a couple shoes. of pairs between like all of them, shoes. or did each person have like really ragged shoes that like didn't have? I think by the end they were probably out. ragged. One shoe each. They did use a jet boil. Oh, that's nice. Shout out to cook jet all their boil. stuff. <laughs> That's the type of stove I have. Sorry, <laughs> I was trying to think of this earlier. God. Um, well, yeah. So they they cooked on the jet boil and they ate about five thousand calories a day, mostly freeze dried meals um, for weight and space. Since this was totally unsupported, weight and space. Did- that was my nickname in high school. Was weight and space. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I was aboard the uh, the space station for a while, and I was really? waiting. I was waiting, waiting, waiting for to what? Back down. <laughs> you were bored up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Most people are weightless in space. Huh. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, point on the board. Tyler is in rare form tonight. <laughs> um, so this took place in April of 2015. There were two people rowing at one time while the other two would sleep or do other tasks around the boat, and they would do this two hours on, two hours off for 24 hours a day every single day God. until they made it there. They got to be jacked. That's Which was so insane. Brutal. Yeah, so they left from San Francisco. Wait, I, I'm sorry. Maybe I missed this. How many people were there? Four. Four? Oh, my God. Four people. I bet you'd have to wear really nice gloves. They did have from well, gripping the gripping the oars. There right? weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of images of them wearing gloves. Actually, <gasps> brutal. That's yeah. some hard hands right there. Yeah. Especially like the, that's a good clapper. Well, salt water will chafe you mm-hmm. like bad. Yeah. So like oh man, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. That. So there were there were three members of the team that rode the entire thing: um, Laura, Emma, and Natalia. And then there was Isabel who did the first leg. Um, Lizanne, who did the second leg, and then Meg, who took over for the third leg. Um, but those first three rode the entire thing. It took them nine months to complete, which nine was 257 months. days at sea. They had uh, their route, which they had planned out, was an estimated 8,446 miles, but they rode a total of... 8,579 miles. Huh, that's not that bad. Yeah. They stayed on course. They actually, I think it was within the first 10 days of them leaving San Francisco, they got, they all got a whole scurvy. bunch of, almost, whole bunch of water into their batteries, and they had to oh, turn shit. around because it uh, they lost communication with the radio oh, and God. their GPS, so they had to turn around. They rode back to Santa Barbara, where they were then... Um, they got it fixed. They were in town for like I think five days getting it fixed, and then they just set straight back out. And so that was part of their detour. And then they yeah continued on their way. Wow, good thing that happened so close. Gosh, yeah, uh, can't get batteries in the middle of the ocean. Good point. Yeah, yeah, they saw uh, a whale on the very first day that they were rowing that like breached next to them, which was insane. What kind of whale? 
Um, I don't know. It looked like a humpback whale. Big one. Yeah, yeah. And it was a big one. But that just some of the the imagery they have of like the drone shots and then also underneath the boat and they like jump out into the middle of the ocean and there's like nothing below them, which is my worst nightmare. Oh, that'd be oh, so cool. It's the coolest feeling. I would Ugh, love that. No, oh, yeah. man. It sounds bad. No, yeah. it sounds terrible. No, it's awesome. There, the only thing I will say about this documentary that I did not like, they, there was only one image of a shark the entire time. Whereas you wanted I more? Be, was it yes, on I would a, be, that would be on my mind... 23-7. <laughs> no, why? You're in a boat. Oh, no. There's some big sharks. <laughs> yeah, there's some big sharks. There was sharks. that one shark. They needed a bigger boat. They did yeah, need they a did. bigger boat. They did. Yeah. And that boat did sink. They did need a bigger they boat. They needed it, and they, they didn't it. have it, but then they blew it up. Yeah, but Roy Schneider's dead, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that they broke three world records, but that's not correct. They actually established three world records because no one had done it before. Ah, they were the first team of four oh, to ever do it. They were the first all-female team to ever do it and the fastest team to ever do it. And because, the slowest. And that's true. And the, and the slowest. Because <laughs> and medium. <laughs> They're also medium. And the most and medium. medium. <laughs> most medium world record. But it's really cool. It's on Netflix. It's about an hour and a half, and I highly recommend checking highly it recommend. out. Yeah, it's really good. Fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah. Man, I don't know what I would do if I was stuck on a boat with you guys for <laughs> nine months. What do you mean? I feel like I thought we were buddies. I hope you I would like paddle. Murder paddles. would happen at some point. Well, because of the implications. Because of the implications. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I really know about rowing is I watched a very short documentary once. It was like a YouTube thing about this guy who, uh, in a former life, was like a pro skater. And when he retired, he did all this crazy shit. He like climbed El Cap. And he tried to, he made a, his own rowboat and tried to row the Sea of Cortez. And had to get rescued by the Coast Guard within just a couple of days. Like which one? Which sea is that? The Sea of Cortez. Yeah, I don't <laughs> that know that would is. be so, Cortez's Sea. I'm actually oh, bad. Cortez. I'm bad yeah. at the. It would be the Pacific down along the coast of Mexico. Oh, okay. Mm. Wow. And he had to get rescued. Yeah, he had to get rid of I should also say this was um, one of the, well, the reason their boat was painted pink was that it was all in support of breast cancer awareness, and they raised a ton of money in support for That's that. That's amazing. In their journey. Um, but I guess my second complaint with the documentary, as someone who rode in high school, I remember my hands getting completely torn up with blisters and stuff like that. I think yeah. there was only one, another one or two shots of their hands, and they weren't that bad. Maybe they were all just seasoned rowers, so they they didn't get. Maybe as they covered bad. their hands in super glue and let it dry, yeah, or uh, possible like uh, bacon lard and like put it on the. It'd be handles. too slippy. Too slippy. Isn't too that slippy. what you want? You don't want that friction. You no, want it to you, be slippy. You wouldn't be able to grab onto it at all. <laughs> like a slapstick comedy. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, have you ever been in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Really? How, how, which far, ocean? how far out? How middle? How? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About I don't know, forty miles well, off the coast, off the tip of Florida, almost to Cuba. That's oh. terrifying. Cuba's well, not almost halfway. Miles. Yeah, it's ninety miles. I went about forty. We were away from the reefs and everything too, so I just couldn't imagine looking around and just nothing. Yeah, it was it's like, like a it was a smaller boat. It was a dive boat, so it's like I don't know, maybe thirty two feet. 
with like kind of the open back and we got all the way out there and put the anchors down and shit mm-hmm. and the fucking thing is rocking like crazy and uh you could see this weird glimmer in the water so i jumped off and there was yellow snapper but they were only under the boat they were like why Ooh. i don't know like you could see they it a little get bit nervous in open but there water. was a there was like, <laughs> yeah there was like a shoal of yellow snapper but only under the boat so like when you swam away from the boat it's just blue like different <sighs> colors of blue terrifying you put your fins on and kick and dive down like deep and the only way that you can tell which way is like back to the surface is like the bubbles that's you so get, cool it, you would you would oh. think that you wouldn't get disoriented like you would obviously be able to tell but it for some reason it plays with your depth per- perception really mm-hmm. bad yeah and then like yeah you swim back up to the surface but even that like trying to tread water in the open ocean is yeah. like terrifying it's really hard because every like your head is just barely above the water and then like the waves are going everywhere it's uh it's like one of those things that like your brain instantly panics it's that part in castaway that i always cry at yeah where that um doesn't the shark eat the volleyball no (laughs) (laughs) that's that bad dream you had two weeks ago you told Uh, me about (laughs) well I'm Am I the only one that's swam in the open ocean? No, I, I have, and it, it is terrifying. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been that far out. You know what the scariest place I've ever swam in the ocean is? Is, like, the edge of the reef. Yes. Where well, I guess that's the furthest I've been out then. Because... Like, when you're swimming and you can see the bottom, you're on yep. the reef, and there's fish everywhere, and then you get to a spot where it just, it's like an underwater cliff face. It just drops away, and it's like black it was like that and then you start to see those shapes yep and it's like it's things that are too big to swim over the reef they're cruising out there oh they're sharks probably cool i remember in belize we were like at the edge of one of the reefs and we were told yeah not to swim too far out from there and we were like right on the edge and you were looking out, and there were like three or four big barracuda, like yeah. five feet long, just like hanging there. Yep. They, and just, was, and they, <laughs> they wait for things to get too far away from the reef. The time that I got to swim with sharks was at the Grecian Reef, which is uh, within the John Pennekamp State Park, which is the first underwater state park. And uh, the reef is super shallow. Like, you don't even wear fins. Because the movement of the water, like your fins creating, like the current, mm-hmm. could damage the coral. It's only oh, like wow. seven feet deep. Yeah. So you just float along it. But when you get to the edge, it drops off. Mm-hmm. And we were right there. And I saw the shapes coming. And one of them was an eight-foot black tip. And it swam right next to me. And I swam alongside it. And there was another one behind me. Wow. It was sick. Wow. Have you ever seen the blue hole in Belize? No. It's like... There's a whole bunch of reefs, and then right in the center, there's oh, like I've seen pictures huge, of huge, yeah. huge, like you, from the air, it's, it looks like a huge blue hole, and it it is, like you can dive down hundreds of feet, like in the center, and there, yeah, there's sharks swimming around it and everything like yeah. that. Crazy. Yeah. I love How that How did the sharks get to the center? Probably swim f- through the reef. I mean, it was, jump. It was pretty deep. Salmon yeah, jump. some of those flying sharks. <laughs> I think we talked about those a while back. Really? Yeah. It's the Tyler Sokash thing. When he, yeah. This is swimming. Does this the, is swimming. He does the salmon <laughs> So jump. the shark probably just like gets up a little speed 
yells, "This is swimming!" Yeah, and torpedoes over the torpedoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. It wouldn't be a tor- torpedoes. Don't fly out of the water, do they? I think if you shoot them wrong, they do. <laughs> <laughs> you ever right. seen a sea mine? No. Oh, that's too bad. Like, cool. like a like a bomb underwater, or like a people with scuba tanks and pickaxes. <laughs> 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 the glass box. Oh no, the glass <laughs> box. <laughs> Trapped. Because sound travels so well underwater, so it's important to not hear sound while you're doing that. I don't know what that is. A sea mime? Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job of explaining it just then. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a bunch of shit. I've seen some big-ass barracuda, too. Yeah, when they're Those just, are scary. When they're just hanging in the water, when they're not moving... They're not actually on the prowl. They're sleeping. They sleep. They don't move. Their eyes are still open, but they just hang in the water. If you get really close to them, you'll startle them, and they'll freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely, like, you, you just know, swam by, and, like, swam by some that were just, like, sus- oh, they look like they're suspended in air or something. Yeah, they'll freak the fuck out because you scare them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're actually, like, sleeping, resting, whatever you want to call it. It would be cool, but I don't think I could spend that long at sea. It's just, it's so long. Nine months. Oh, I could in a second. I feel like I would really? get out of the, yeah, I feel I like it, I would man. get out of the boat it. and just fall over. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to stand on yeah. solid land I, for a while. I, I, I've gotten like the land sickness thing before. Like you out on the boat and it's rocking and I don't get sea What's that movie where reason? he lives out on the boat? 50 First Dates. Yeah. Yeah. That's not no, a movie it's I was Mr. Deeds. About. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you come back and like as soon as you step on ground that's not moving, you start to get like kind of dizzy. Water, oh, so the water world is, true. is what I was thinking about. Oh yeah, that one. The one that's like seven hours long. Yeah. <laughs> and then yep. at the end, because he's been looking for land the whole time, he finally gets to land, and then he can't live on. Yeah, the, he, he has like gills land. or some shit. <laughs> I don't know if he has gills. I think he just kind of stand. <laughs> No, he's like, he's got gills. (laughs) No, I thought he had his glasses broke, so he couldn't read. But anyway, Losing Sight of Shore. It sounds great. It's a great documentary. You should definitely check it out. It's on Netflix, you said? It is on Netflix. If you're listening to this right now, you're obviously not doing anything. Yeah, watch that So you should probably watch it. Yeah. It's really good. (laughs) Yeah, please stop listening. Tell it, Footstuff Podcast sent you. Give it a thumbs up. Scream at your television and or family that Footstuff Podcast sent yeah. you. Scream at your family. Take a story on Instagram of you watching it and or yelling at it. That would be great. I don't think we've had a, a story yet of someone yelling Footstuff Podcast at me. I would love to meet the person who was the first. Could happen. If you yell it, do it gently. It depends In a at what, area. though. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Footstuff Podcast. You can subscribe to this high-quality outdoor recreation comedy on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you like what you hear and you're thirsty for more, leave us a gold star review on iTunes. Oh, Tyler has one But one don't of drink those. the seawater. Remember to send in your Deluxe Experience nominees and personal Footstuff vendettas to... What's that e- email again? Delicious oh, that would bear? be uh, footstuffpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the deluxe experience, <laughs> today I guided a fellow up Phelps who is 
hesitantly interested in the deluxe Ooh, experience. Hesitantly interested. That was uh, my uh, that was my nickname in college. Actually, was hesitantly interested. So uh, shout out to Charlie. Hell Thanks, yes, Tyler. Charlie. Thank you, Tyler. Keep it wild, Bo- <laughs> Boreas Ponds. <laughs> <laughs>